0: Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman.
1: Oh, hey, it's me. That uh, that guy who uh, is training for Santa Claus, so I'm fattening up and building my beard ready for the winter. What's going on? I can't hear you, Cliff Dorfman. Cliff Dorfman, I can't hear you. Did I did open, I open, that, open show, that show saying, saying everything, everything on mute? mute? I think you did. <laughs> we can start over. That is that the funniest is thing. I, I thought because I was running so fast that maybe it was me, so I I, I played along. But uh, yeah, you did that whole intro. Huzzah!
2: <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to a new, to a new episode. episode. I'm stuck, I'm stuck at Home, at home with, with Cliff and Jason. Jason. I'm Cliff I'm Dorfman. Dorfman.
1: Yeah. And this. And guy. I'm Horseshoe Champion <laughs> 1994 through 1996, Jason Smith. I, I, <laughs> yeah, keep writing those, <laughs> those lines. <are> <laughs>
2: okay. Okay. And, for, and some for some reason, reason I just want you know, to know, it's, it's one of these one weird, weird Thursdays. Thursdays. I have, I have a, a uh, delay. delay. I'm hearing my own, own voice, voice twice, voice. which is awful.
1: Oh, that's me. I fixed you. You shouldn't hear anymore. Oh, I don't. Yeah, it was, was when really, I was trying. You just save things when it, when you were when you were muted. I thought I, I just pushed all the buttons on my board to see if I could get your voice back, and uh, then I so I created a W. I when, what happens sometimes is when I don't have a U, um, I can create a U. So for instance, I could do this, this is scary. So, so You. You like I, I, I could do whatever I need to. I have you. I have you in my board. So if you're not there, right. I could actually just talk for you a little while, and uh, and get the get the conversation going.
2: I think you got all the good sound bites you <laughs> need. I, I could retire. Um, well I want to get into our guests because because what I was thinking about our guests today, and and we're so blessed with the level of guests that we have. I really think about it. I know I talked to you about it a lot, but really we're blessed. So today I was thinking like for all our stuck at home is like, this is a guest that to me is the prime example of if you want to build a brand based on yourself, you know, that you're really starting with your journalism skills, let's say at, at, you know, best and you're going into the world and you're saying, I want to build a brand that is me and I'm going to be a a journalist, I'm going to be a spokesperson, I'm going to commentate on stuff. I'm going to be across the board on different shows. This is the perfect guest to take a look at because she has done all of these things. What does she work on? Today's show, she's a correspondent. She's got Fandango. Yeah. Okay, what all else? All over
1: the board. All the board. Um, I could uh, I could read yeah, it. Tell
2: I want to read it because I think it's E, right? She's got something on E. She's got something on Fandango. She's Access, a correspondent for today. Access. Inside edition. Yeah, inside, yeah. This is someone who ran the gamut across the board, and you definitely know her. And if you don't, you're living under a rock. So I think we don't
1: yeah. waste any. And plus, we get to talk about Bill and Ted with her, which is uh, This is exciting awesome. to me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So without any further What's ado, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Nikki Novak.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey, Nikki. I- how are you? Cliff, I need you to be my hype man. Like wherever I go
2: from now on. (laughs) You be a corner person. Yeah, I got it. I'm in your corner. I got you. You got this. You got this, champ. Yeah. No, but it is true. You really have created this brand, and I I did want to talk to you a little about it before we jump into Bill and Ted, because you know a lot of people who listen to our show uh, they want to know how to do this. So, just briefly, how how did you, you know, become you? I guess that's how did I become me?
0: It was a long road. It was a bogus journey or an excellent (laughs) adventure. And now I'm facing (laughs) the music.
2: (laughs) Okay, let's just get into it then. You know what? I can't even top that. This is why Jason, this is why she's where she's at. All right. We all saw Bill and Ted's, right? Everyone is on board. Mm
0: -hmm. I saw it twice now.
2: Okay, Nikki, give us your thoughts first and we'll dive in. I got to hear what you think.
0: I thought it was great. I -hmm. thought, you know, what was really interesting about it, it had a very different tone to the first two and it had to. And when I first started watching it, I thought, well, they're a little more downtrodden than they were for the first two movies. Like the first two, they were all wide-eyed and, you know, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and they hadn't experienced the world. And at first, I thought, okay, they're a little bit more down. But actually, as it went on, I was like, now I get it. They kind of had to. They grounded the story a little bit more. But I Mm -hmm. think the two of them, I think it's really obvious. You know and actors always say? oh, we're really good friends behind the scenes. And, you know, it's like not true half the time. (laughs) But you believe it with them. You really feel that they've stayed friends over the years and that they have that shorthand with each other where you feel that they're comfortable. And I think they had that from the get-go. I I don't know if you guys watched the audition tapes that just – leaked a couple weeks ago on YouTube, their original audition tapes, which if oh, you haven't no. seen them, they're gold. You should watch I them. They're really them. fun. Yeah, but uh, you could see they had it immediately. They had that chemistry, but you can tell that they've sort of built that relationship over the years, and they're comfortable with each other. I thought it was so much fun. I thought they did a great job with the casting. Anthony Kerrigan, who played the you know the robot, who I love, we Barry. We were talking I don't about him, Barry. Oh, we're, we're obsessed obsessed and yeah, he's, my so well, a, he's my favorite character what favorite bill hater aside yeah yeah. yeah yeah he's my favorite character he's my ori he's, he's yeah. stealer. you yeah. know he steals everything t- yeah i do the same thing so he was mm-hmm. great and i and i talked to him and i asked him you know like when you have those kind of physical restraints because he's basically there it is i love
2: yeah. it um, <laughs> oh my and, god look at these kids <laughs> so fresh-faced
0: i know he no knew keanu he had been in like alive and kicking and what river's edge yeah, but that's what's so fun about watching it. Like when you watch it, you kind of forget that he had no idea what was going to happen to his, you know, his career after this. Right. Like he, he didn't had know no he clue. Was him. He didn't know. He didn't know that he was going to say "woe" for the next thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> so what did it, what did you guys think? I thought it was really great, and I actually liked it so much better the second time I watched it.
2: Okay, Jason. Do uh, you want me to go first? Or you want to go first because we have first. a lot to say. You all right, first. I'll go first. I, I loved it. I, I listen. There's Great. a certain thing. If I could buy nostalgia in stock, I would buy all the nostalgia. So for me, right away, I'm I'm interested. I care. Yeah. So I'm already yeah. won over. Right. But then I'm also like a little snobby, so we start to get into it, and it's what you said. It was very downtrodden, and the grounding of it, like, you didn't time travel. It's all bullshit. <laughs> you know, like, you're all nuts and you're losers. To me, I'm like, that's exactly right. what happened. <laughs> you know, like, like, and you're still living right. at home. You have these daughters, and what I really liked, I thought, to me, aside from loving everything, I will say that I thought the smartest thing they did was give them two daughters to take on the legacy. I can see three more of these things with these girls.
0: Am I yeah. wrong? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bridget Letty, Payne, I think... She, about she she doesn't go by he. Or she she goes by they. So I think oh, try. So yeah, they? great. Bridget they goes by they.
2: Great. Um, great. So
0: but, they. But they. Uh, w- are it stars. was piano, you know, It was like a stars, right? Yes. So she, she. I mean, they were both great, but she is so much like Keanu Reeves. It was like unbelievable. I thought the casting was phenomenal, and it didn't feel like because as a female, when I watch film and I don't like it, when people, it's like, oh, did they do two females because of you know the times and everything.
2: time. Like, let's just right. do that and plug it in. Right. Right.
0: I don't like it when it feels forced and it didn't feel forced to me. I thought they would well, feel both... like they would
2: have two daughters.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't you get know. what you want, you get what you need, right? <laughs> yeah. And they're not
2: very <laughs> empathetic guys. So they would be the best dads if you think about it to little girls. Yeah. You know, like, or little days. They would be the best fathers. So I feel yeah. like... Two girls is or they's is perfect. And on top of it, now you get to bring the brand and the entire franchise forward into, you know, 2020s.
0: Yeah. Do you think they could have a spin-off? Yeah. Do you think think that's possible? You you think they will? Yeah, those those two actors were so
2: amazing in those roles as the daughters that there's no way you don't I mean, she already showed us on Atypical, uh, you know, the range. Now you see this and you're just like, Okay, this is absolutely a spin off of these of the two daughters.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, is I this thing killing it.
1: it? They think, I Sorry, think they go, do it where they, the the daughters are there and then their neighbor is death and he just comes over and wreaks havoc like Kramer all the time. You create a Seinfeld based weekly <laughs> show, <laughs> you know, you know,
0: it's
1: done. It's done. It's done. This so that, I say,
2: but Jason, I want you to jo- say what you were saying, because you watch the end
1: twice. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it, yeah. I think that this is part of this thing that I, you know, I'm craving and I think a lot of other people are craving. I, I like shows. I like the dark cynical stuff and I've watched tons of that. And I love snarky snarky stuff and the Kroll show and all that stuff. But this year for me, it's all about Ted Lasso and Bill and Ted, right? Like I want shows with an optimistic character. And even though they acknowledge that this is hard times, that there are, you know, there are connections that can be made between people. Um, The end of it, you know, not just the music at the end, you know, and I don't want to spoil everything and how, you know, how the movie, ends. you know, obviously you're going to have music. But then, for them to, to to call and have this big casting call to have everybody submit videos from their home from COVID uh, to just be dancing and singing and all these real people, like I'm kind of tearing up right now and I'm not kidding. Like as I'm yeah. starting to talk, I'm like I gotta stop. I'm I did up too. I did too. No, I,
0: I mean, but it's I cry. Very cried. I mean, it's, Yeah, I'm I'm not no, a I'm with, you, that, but, yeah,
1: I'm
0: with you, Nikki. Yeah, I cried. I cried a commercial. Yeah, I cried there, but I'm cry, I'm, yeah. I'm tearing up I'm right okay. now.
1: I'm literally just talking about Don't it. Don't start like tearing ch- up because I'll tear up. <laughs> it's choking me up a little Wait,
0: hold on. Hold on. So, which one of you two in the relationship
2: is the Bill and which one is the Ted? <laughs> That's a great question.
0: Um, I think, I'll,
2: wait, who's Keanu? I'm Keanu. Yeah, Keanu. I'm
1: definitely. I'm definitely
2: <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm a little more like, hey, love, aloof. Yeah. And Jason's like, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. I'm going to do this. Come on. We got to
1: do this, Cliff. I'm like, yeah, cool. Let's do that. So, yeah, I would go with that. Yeah, I would I'm go little, with that? I, yeah, I'm the station of this whole thing, this relationship. But I also think there's something, because this is the last of like the
2: summer movies, right? And this was supposed to be a big box office thing, right? So yeah, yeah.
0: is it doing well on the VOD? Do you doing know? incredibly well. Well, it was obviously our number one on Fan Diego Now last weekend. But mm-hmm. it's, it's doing, I think, a lot of lighter fare, family stuff, comedy. Like, Jason, what you're talking about is exactly what I get asked when I go on as a guest on all these shows. People want to know when they want lists of what's coming out. And I submit to them my list. They don't necessarily want the dark stuff anymore. They want to feel good. They want the nostalgia and all that. So I think, you know, the fact that people, they switched it up and people can watch it at home and have that nostalgia. And I'm surprised at the number of people from a new generation who are like, oh, I'm 15 and I love Bill and Ted and I've seen the originals and I'm obsessed with them and I love it. So I think there's just well, that's also a great comedy duo. Like that just never dates. Like one of my, yeah, like my favorite one of my favorite movies of all time is Back to the Future, and that's nostalgia. Mm. Like I, the best, you know, and that's a great duo as well. And that doesn't that that pure magic, camaraderie, love between two characters never ages. I think. Yeah, I mean, listen, you had it with Mel Gibson and Danny Glover in the
2: the Weapon. You know, you just it's a moment, and it just it's a synergy, right? And right. these guys have it in, in, you know, across the board. So, okay. We're looking at this where Jason, we're going
1: to say, I see, oh, you, I see you. Oh, nothing. I was just, you Doing know, something. I, I'm just curious about um, VOD in general, you know, and I, I don't want to go too far off this, but um, I'm just curious because, you know, there's been a lo- there's been a few VOD things this summer. Have, has overall this VOD experiment been a success? You know, you look at, you know, the new mutants maybe made 8 million, 9 million in the, in the Mm, box office last week. And, and, you know, the report bill and Ted at like a million, Mm -hmm. but then I know that doesn't include all this VOD stuff, but overall, is this, is this something that can sustain the movie industry for the short term? Well, I think
0: I actually think like when people hear that box office number, they go, Oh, well, they're used to hearing a hundred million dollar opening is a good number. So they're like, Oh, that's terrible. But when you look at actually how many theaters were open, how much they made, you know, per theater, it's actually doing well. And I think people are optimistic about that side of it, just in the sense of, you know, nobody really knew what was going to happen the first couple of weekends and then unhinged open and it did really well. And I think it did around seven the opening weekend and it was open. Like when you look at, there's like 6,500, about 6,500 theaters across the U S and a thousand um, of them are open so you divide that number and you look at how they're doing. And this is also, you know, we're going to be in a time where it's not going to be just up to opening weekend for movies to do well anymore. They're going to have longevity and legs like way back in the day when a movie would play for two or three months in the theater. Right. So you're going to have that for a little while. So on the on the theater side of things, I think it was kind of hopeful that actually that many people did turn out and they will continue to do so, hopefully, if things, you know, stay safe and people feel comfortable and it's up, it's obviously up to people to decide if they want to do that. But I think, right. you know, the nice thing about the VOD and I think where it'll benefit certain films is we've come to this era where it's like these big superhero movies are doing like the $100 million openings and then the middle movies, you know, like the rom-coms, the comedies, unless they have a breakout, like a train wreck or something like that, it's really hard for them to do well in theaters. So I think this opportunity for VOD to sort of open up for those mid-level movies is really a good thing. I think, you know, like Trolls World Tour, they reported did a $100 million just on VOD, but I think these mid-level movies are going to have an opportunity to have to be seen more
1: mm-hmm. I, I mean it's well, not exactly the same thing because it's not necessarily box office or vod but it's the same thing that happened with cobra kai right like it went out on youtube and it went into this very small kind of thing but when you, they actually put it in a vod system where people could watch it all of a sudden it becomes the number right. one thing and it's not it's a great i actually have a lot of fun with that show but it's not a triple a title right it's a mid-level you know sitcom kind of show right but but it does give a lot, you know, just opening it up for people on VOD seems like a brilliant. Awesome.
2: Right. Yeah, the entire streaming thing has now, uh, has now changed the game. The question that I want to ask in the larger sense, and then we'll get back down to actual titles, because I want to talk a little about Milan and some stuff that's coming up. But in the larger sense, do we think, and especially from a Fandango point of view, that
0: theaters are here still to stay? They're not, we're not going oh, 1, anywhere. 1,000%. 1,000%. Oh, because, God. you know, people have talked about that for so long. You know, it's like when when there's a new medium for a new way of people for people to see things it's like oh are people going to still go to the theaters now that there's all this streaming and i think if anything we've learned over the last six months or so feels Mm -hmm. like six years but six months or so but it's that how much people express how much they miss going and just like they miss going to dinner they miss being able to you know do whatever they do in their lives i think Um, I haven't been able to see Tenet, obviously, because the L.A. theaters are shut down. Um, But, you know, the people I do know that have gone across the country where the theaters were open, just tell me it's like the most joyful feeling going back and into the movies again. And just like I didn't even realize how much I missed it and the surround sound and the size of the screen. And, you Mm. know, I think people really do feel that. And it's not just going to the movies. It's the outing. It's doing things with people. And I think, you know, the movie business has always been resilient. It's. It always has, and I just think there's always going to be a place for it. And actually, I we feel optimistic about it. We feel very optimistic about it, considering too. makes me happy. Yeah, considering too, we've seen the numbers. You know, people that have slowly started to go back in the states where the theaters are open, and it does, you know, really show promise that people really miss it and really do want to go back. Moviegoers are always going to want to go, and there's a great synergy now. Like I feel like when people were saying, "Oh, there's only streaming or or going to the theater," there's not really, because you think about, you know, like let's say you know, Marvel opens a new movie in the cinema, how many people are going back and they're watching the old ones before they go to the cinema? So there's that synergy between the streaming world and going to the movies that like you get a little bit of both, you know? And it's sort of like-
2: you're so good, Nikki. You walked right into my next question. Thank you. Because You're great. I, uh, please come on every week to talk about movies. Please be our correspondent. We have to help <laughs> out because yeah.
1: she makes my job so easy. Man. The Today show and stuck at home. You got that. Yes. yes. Got yes. Now <laughs> I you've really covered the gap. I have a real quick comment. And I just, just to notice the things like Chris Nolan has had a bad time with movie launches, right? Like yeah. dark Knight rises also had a big, you know, that was with the bomber and all that stuff. He, You know, anytime a movie with Chris Nolan comes out, check your schedule, man. Some shit's going to go down. He
0: actually, I'm pretty sure he talked about that in one of his junket interviews last week. He said we've always, he said for whatever reason, we've always had some sort of obstacle. We've always overcome it. So yeah, this, I mean, this one certainly.
2: Have you seen, you haven't seen Tenet?
0: I haven't been able to see Tenet. It hurts my soul. It hurts my soul. <laughs> that I haven't but you seen
2: con- it. <laughs> it does, yes, that you haven't seen it. I mean, it hurts my soul I haven't, but when I hear you haven't, yeah. it's like, you can't even tell me yeah. about it. because. But we can't buy it, right? We have to
0: go to the theater? You have to go to the theater. And in and the, in the cities where um, movie theaters are still shut, there are no drive-in opportunities as well. So it won't show at any drive-ins in L.A. Oh. Um, <sighs> So, yeah, it's just a waiting. And I and I know certain press that have gone driven, drove to Vegas from L.A. to go see it in the Vegas theater. And, and I'm debating. I'm debating. Whether not I'm going to do that. I've been yeah.
2: This close to Vegas yeah. for the last week. Like yeah. just going, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. And now I think you, you just put the that. nail in the coffin. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the only yeah. reason I'm going. I swear I can't gamble anymore. So <laughs> what I was going to ask you, though, is this. You walked into my next question. Thank you. Which was. We're seeing Bill and Ted, are we seeing all of this VOD really starting to infuse a lot of these older titles? Is this kind of part of this marketing and strategy that's going on right now?
0: Well, I think so, but I think, you know, it doesn't always work as you know, mm-hmm. like to bring back older movies, it doesn't always, it's not always a success. I think the one of the big benefits you had with Bill and Ted is you had the original writers come back yes. to write this one and you don't always have that opportunity. To have the same, you know, the two original, they, you know, they started Bill and Ted. It was like an improv thing that they used to perform the characters back in the day. That's how they started Bill that. and Ted. They didn't even intend it to be a film. They, they were just playing, they would play the characters themselves. And then somebody said, a friend of theirs suggested to them, oh, <laughs> you guys should like write a script or something. And they, that's how they got the idea. So
2: that's exactly think, how this would happen to Bill and Ted.
0: <laughs> right. yeah, we're
2: just exactly. messing around. Like you guys should make a movie. Okay. <laughs> it's a hit. <laughs> right. right. Thirty years later. It's still a hit. Now now yeah. are we seeing a huge influx in um or a huge upage let's say, in a lot of Keanu Reeves films, you know, John Wick, et cetera, et cetera, because of these new VOD releases?
0: In terms of, oh yeah, as soon, I mean, as soon yeah. as you have, I mean, really Bill and Ted, the first two really did well for us on Fandango Now last weekend and even leading up to, because as soon as you have a sequel, you're going to have that. But then you get, it goes hand in hand and actually weirdly, even younger generations who don't know and some lesser known Keanu Reeves titles start to pop up. So it really does. It always does yeah. help the actor's profile in general. It always you know, is good for them in that sense. In terms of our streaming, in terms of just the broader sense.
1: um How's Long? Well, what was about the know, platforms? Doing? How's yeah, lost boy. Boy's doing? That I, that Joe? I <laughs> that's Alex Winter, right? That's his. That's his other movie, right? He's like the quiet yeah, vampire in the background of that I, movie.
0: Yeah, oh, no,
1: Alex. Oh, Alex, that's right. Yeah, Alex was. Yeah, I don't think I've got. Was. I don't think no, it, nobody. Sales no, went only up. Only I know Lost that. Boys. Only I watched the Lost Boys to prep for Bill and Ted. Jesus, I'm out of here. No, but that, you, you, know really, that, you really are alone. But that movie actually, that was one of my. I'm
0: going to date myself. Was. That was one of yeah. I love that movie. I'll, I'll be happy to date I myself.
2: I, one of my favorite movies. You <laughs> saw it in the theater. I was a kid, and I'm 52, so I don't care. And I was enthralled. Like, and it was Santa Cruz. You never saw that that, that you know the the uh, the
0: pier there. I was like, I want to go to California. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, you've never empires. and you no know, because it was the first of its kind yes you know right. and for that time but if you go back and watch it like it, for that time it was so dark and now by today's standards it's, really like, it's not
2: even at all dark
0: but yes, after dark like, Catherine it's...
2: Bigelow's one do you see that? the vampire I one haven't... I can not oh you should watch that Nikki you'll love it it's and like I... one of her first movies it was like Blue Steel right. oh, and after dark
0: yeah, yeah. no I have never seen it I've never seen oh, it oh it's
2: in a van vampires really dark you'll like it you'll like it alright Mulan what do you think?
0: one I've seen twice. Out. I see everything okay. twice. So I never really like to talk about a movie until I've seen it a couple of times because Thank I really you. do believe What's that.
1: Thank Did you. I, I'm the same way. I need to see a movie yeah. twice. I have to watch it once to get rid of all my preconceived notions and I get to watch the second time and really dig into it and enjoy it. Yeah. I feel like the first yes. time it's always me having an expectation and it meeting or exceeding or not. And then the second time is really enjoying it.
0: Yeah, enjoy. no, I, I'm the same way. And I'm one of those people. I don't know if you're the same way that I could watch something, I could watch it 20 times. Mm-hmm. I can watch I like something, it. and find yes. something new every And Some people aren't like that. They see something once and they don't wanna see it again, but I I will watch it again. So Milan, I've seen twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they did a great job. It's one of the best live action remakes I've seen. I was, I don't know if you, how you felt about Aladdin. I'm a Disney file. I love Disney and I loved mm-hmm. the remake of Aladdin. Not, You know, I think it, it generally did very well at the box office. You don't have to qualify <laughs> why you loved it. You just loved it. <laughs> But I love sure everybody love loved too. Aladdin by the way I loved
2: Aladdin too Disney is awesome let's continue
0: yeah I embraced a stranger after Aladdin <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's fantastic how did the stranger take it were they happy
0: They're like I loved it too well he was a movie critic and he, I think he was like in his late 70s and we just looked at each other and he, we went that was fabulous should we hug yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really fantastic good. but that's yeah, what Disney no. does I swear that's Disney has do. this effect yeah so, so i think I think mulan I was really i think we knew it was gonna look beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think it was more much more emotional, much more grounded and much more for adults than I thought it was gonna be. I thought they were gonna they really it was a little you know, it was quite a departure from the animated movie. they really made it they really it really grew up and I really appreciate that they did that that mm-hmm. they didn't try to simplify it there was real action real battle i hear it's um, incredible the action it's incredible but you know Disney smart they never show blood they don't show blood if somebody gets stabbed they don't show it they show somebody falling but you you as an adult you don't feel that you don't feel like oh you got short change because it's also for kids you really feel um the action that's really it's quite powerful great in terms of representation and what it will mean to little girls that always goes without saying. And Disney has been really great about that, but I, I was hoping that people would enjoy it as much as I did. And I think the RT score is like 78% right now, which is very good. So wow. I, I, yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> that is good. I mean, cause I yeah. think there was a certain, uh, like, you know, there's like Disney heads, like you were like me, like we want to love this. We're going into it, you know, give us, you have to give us a lot of reasons to not like the movie, you know, for me, yeah. at least I can speak, you know, but I think there was a certain amount of people and tell me if you, you felt this at all that were kind of looking to hate it.
0: Well, I think when they came out with the price tag, people, you know, <laughs> they just want to, they just want to say something or be negative And not, you know, that's a whole other can of worms, but I, I just, I sometimes <laughs> think, yeah, I sometimes think yeah, that we'll that leave that there. We'll leave that there, but I just yeah. think that people, yes, they do want to hate on a lot of things. And, right, but they're not going
2: to win on and, this one because Mulan's just yeah. blowing up. There's no way this is not going to be one of the biggest films, right? I think but it's
0: trending. Yeah, trending for like those. two days.
2: Right, right? but right. how do they qualify? Because they don't release subscriber numbers really very sporadically. Right. So how do we really know?
0: You don't. You don't. I don't. Right. I don't know if they'll release any sort of a number. They have. You know. We we know their subscriber base, we know that. But in terms of in this is the new world that we're in, whether or not people, you know, these services are releasing their numbers is another thing. And, you know, Netflix isn't isn't exactly the leader of letting people know. No, <laughs> me, not at you all. just get the top ten, you don't get actual numbers, but not at all. But um it's it's I I can't imagine I can't imagine they're gonna release it, but I, I it's mm. going to be ahead. Well, it would be <laughs> interesting. Can you guys imagine yeah, I mean,
1: a, a streaming world. I mean, obviously we want movies back and I want movies back, but it, with, Very with much. so much stuff coming here and you're not being able like there's no billboard anymore. If there's no if there's no numbers at a certain point is there like everybody just huh. says they have the biggest movie and it's just like a whole bunch right. of bifurcated uh I'm big. Know, charts. I'm big. Yeah, right. I got the biggest movie over here at Apple. I got the biggest movie here over at Disney and everybody has yeah. their own top 10 list. It'll be well, I think it'll
0: get to yeah, it will probably get to the point where Across the board, everybody's gonna have to agree that they're gonna release their numbers or not.
1: Yeah. It's gonna have it. to go
0: one way, one way or the other. Right. Yeah, um, for but, sure. Yeah.
2: All right. So what do we have coming up? I know everybody asks you this, so I'm gonna be boring, but I wanna ask you, like, what, what is there to look forward to right now? Because Jason and I are always going nuts to stuff to watch.
0: Well, I don't know if you was it this morning, it feels like yesterday that the the new Bond trailer released. <laughs> did you no, see the new, Bond no, yeah, the new no, Bond trailer? Jason, is- oh. did you see
1: it? It's great. Oh,
0: it's out? How do you not text me and tell me that? Not it you, Nikki. Sorry. I almost don't want to spoil it for you. It oh, is it's amazing. Oh, so amazing! I'm a Bond fan. I Huge love. Huge. I cannot
2: be a bigger Bond fan. The whole Huge. franchise, beginning to end.
0: Huge. Yeah, I agree. Favorite, favorite yeah. Bonds? Who's your favorite uh, Bond?
2: You know, listen. We might not be friends not, after this. <laughs> I know. I know. That's why I'm hesitant to say it. Roger Moore. Really? Roger Moore. Yeah. I know okay. Sean Connery You're Sean Connery aren't you yeah of course yeah, yeah. of course yeah listen, <laughs> I, listen I get it I get it I think I'm just contrarian I really do and plus Roger Moore had like it was like Octopussy and then Dr. No Dr. No was him right with nope. Moonraker mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: wait wasn't it Jason you're talking Dr. No, no. no. Dr. Doctor, yeah. Doctor no. Doctor no was uh was Connery that's one of his first ones Connery yeah oh it's it was Connery, Connery.
0: Dr. No was the very first Bond movie yeah, It was yeah. the
2: very first Bond movie right so Moonraker was Moore correct yes yes i like more i like more you know i don't like dalton (laughs) timothy dalton i like him in doom patrol i don't want to see him as (laughs) but this tenant oh you're playing it don't do this i've
0: learned to appreciate dalton i've learned to appreciate oh here it is
2: oh i know he's killing me man
0: you just have to wait until i mean
2: uh, who's the new Bond person? Who's that?
0: It's Anna Djarmas. I thought it was Gal Gadot at first when I saw it the trailer. I was like, like wait, her. I'm like, I knew she wasn't in it, but I was like, wait, did uh, <laughs> did, are they? Is there a cameo season here?
2: <laughs> oh, look at this guy. You know, I mean, this guy might be my second favorite Bond, though. I mean, and he might come be coming up fast this first. I just love him. I really do.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean. What they spend on this. 200 the budget, I mean, right there? Was that Rami oh. Yeah, that was, yeah. Oh, my God. We do hear the
2: accent. <laughs> yeah. Look at this. Oh, is that Jamie, uh, Rami, uh, what's
1: his name? The... Rami Malik. Yeah, Rami. Freddie Mercury? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Freddie Rami Mercury, just... Mercury. Yeah. he'll be
0: forever.
1: Yeah. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Robot. You oh, missed
0: I, the it... best part. You missed the best part. the, oh, did end I, end I, was I, the best part. No, yeah, no, no, don't show <laughs> me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it. Oh, it looks amazing. I don't do spoilers. I'm watching though. it right now on mean, the side. It's it's incredible. Um, I'm watching it right now. And it comes out when?
0: November. Um, it's one yeah, of the best theaters. trailers I've seen for a long time. Maybe I'm just a Bond um, fan, but I just think if you're talking an action thriller movie, like, and they've had some great trailers and some great films in the past. But what I, what I think is really cool about what they did, it looks like a completely different movie from the last trailer. Like they have just added so many different elements to it. They've shown you, they've really enticed you and whet your appetite just in the perfect way.
2: Was I, I want to answer your question, Nikki? Was Was Casino Royale Daniel Craig's first? Bond? Casino Royale, I yes. believe, was right. Right. Yeah, that it was, was the first Philip one. Noyce was the director, or who's the? Uh, uh, not Philip Noyce. So. That was
0: with uh, Eva Green. Hernandez.
2: Right. Right. So, so that movie to me, and this is the one thing I'll say, that is my favorite Bond film, even though That's I love Roger.
0: That's a fantastic Moore. Bond film.
2: There was a, there was a psychology to the idea of having to kill a man and what it puts you through that was going on in the underlying sub, you know, in the subtext of that film that got to me in a very deep way. It was a very yeah. visceral movie to me. What's yours? There's
0: my very favorite. Well, I like, mm-hmm. the, I like the first few. I like, uh, Goldfinger is one mm-hmm. of my favorites. I like, I like the first three Bond movies are like my favorite, like Casino Royale of the non Sean Connery bond yes. movies, Casino Royale is by far my favorite. There was something about like the poker mat, the poker game, and the whole yes. like it was just so quintessential. And Eva Green yes. was incredible in it. She was just a, perfect in that film. She's perfect. Well, but you like know what else it
2: is? There. You know what I think? And I'm sorry to interrupt you, Nikki, but I'd like your opinion on this. I feel like there's been this thing, right? The Bond girl, right? And I think we're starting to see some more three-dimensional characters from their female leads. Do you feel this? Are they becoming I more so. women and people and not sidekicks? So.
0: I think so. Well, there's this whole argument now: is the next Bond going to be female? I mean, that's been you know thrown I around for that. a while. Would you?
2: Oh, yes. You would. Hell and yeah! Make mean... it. First of I all, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett, right away, I oh, want yeah. her as Bond, but she's just a little. I, I don't want to say the age thing because I think she can do anything. So, I mean, yeah. Charlize Theron. Uh, who? What about you, Jason? Would, do you like
1: a female Bond? She would be right. I mean, Gal Gadot obviously right. is the first the easiest one to come up with, as you guys said it out loud. But but she doesn't have the
2: debonair. Like I don't think she's just she suave. Does?
1: Did you watch? Yeah. Did, you didn't watch it then? I did. I oh, did. I, I do. I think. You did. like? Are you a Gal
0: I, I love her. Nikki, I you love, love her? her? Yes. I love her. Oh, I love her. Yeah. I, listen,
2: I love her as Wonder Woman. I, I don't know what else she does yet.
0: Well, is, there we we, right. is there we something I should watch? Right, is there something I should watch? She because did a movie... Wait, what was that movie she did with... I think it was with John Hamm... A couple of years ago. I gotta look it up. Really? You know? was it was that John Hammond. That, Hamm that wasn't Mr. It. Mrs. It was like, Smith. It was right? a comedy. It
1: was the a comedy. Oh, wait. Alvin. No, it was
2: like Mr. Yeah, it was like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. They're spies. And they're yes, living across exactly. the street from the neighbors. Is that her? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's great. Okay. She's great. I didn't even know that was her. It
0: was a totally Not different that. genre. I mean, that was a comedy. that's the you point, know, right? Comedy. Yeah. And she was great. I remember, okay. I remember I'm her old. from Fast and Furious. When I saw her in Fast and Furious, I was like, who is that? That's a star in 2010, like, I was doing a
2: movie. I got to sit with her at Mondrian about the part. This was while she, you know, she had just done oh, really? Fast and the yeah. Furious. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, my God, this person is the hugest star ever. Yeah. And then it was like, you know, it was just off to the races for her. Wasn't Sometimes it's
0: fault. just so obvious, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, it really is. You sit with the person for two minutes. You're like, I mean, you, <laughs> you do know. it all every day, right? You, and you're yeah. in a I, room with them.
0: You know who I knew that with was Michael B. Jordan. I interviewed him, like, way back, and he the was— Oh, way before Footville. He was doing all these, he did this like a bunch, he would do like a bunch of like teen, like our college kind of frat boy type movies. He had like, right. he was kind of, it was really interesting because he had this trajectory where he would, uh, I used to work with this other outlet called Young Hollywood and he would come in because he did all those kind of movies and he would come in and he'd goof around, but he had that charisma. He had, right. he had something about him and you just i know. remember you just know and then he came in for fruit veil and he used to come in and just be a, a goofball and have fun and it was great but he came in for fruit bale and he had like this laser focus you could tell he had completely shifted his mindset and he had made a decision that he was going to take his career to the next level and he came in and i looked at him and i was like hey and he was just a different guy he was just as nice but you could just tell his mindset had shifted he had gotten really focused i don't know what happened in that time um, maybe so it was just that role that inspired him but it was i i saw that and i was like oh whoa and then especially having seen that movie i was like yeah, it's done. And if
2: anyone hasn't seen Fruitvale Station, it's a must-see, and it's an yeah. incredibly important film for the ages, not just uh, you know for the decade. It's, a, it's a, an important film in everything we're discussing now. We yeah. like here, Nikki, to do, use art to discuss every platform. We, there's, there's a movie or a show or something in art we can talk about that will relate to everything we want to talk about. And Fruitvale is right. a great movie for that.
0: Yeah. Across oh, the board. Yeah,
2: you know, but how often do you see an actor, especially a young actor, get to be not just in uh, a big movie or uh, a breakout movie, but an important movie for your race? Mm hmm. It- You know, this is a, this is, so I can see how the focus would shift. That's so interesting. Thanks for sharing that one.
0: Yeah. And it was, it was just even behind the scenes. And I mean, look, he had shot the movie. It was coming out and Mm -hmm. it was just a different energy about him. And it was so great to see. I was so happy for him that he was going to choose to, you know, go down that path and look what he's done since.
2: Yeah. It's like he took a responsibility on his shoulder and said, I'm going to do these things. Like even changing like how, how, my kid looks at Rocky. Rocky is a movie about a young black man. Now, you know what I mean to him. It's you know, that's Wow. How he looks at it. Oh, wow. Saying, oh, yeah, I love so it, that. it yeah. changes the perspective and I think Michael yeah. has taken on this this responsibility as as, as other uh, black actors have, but Michael's one of the forerunners in this where you see he's always going to make even if he makes a big film, he's going to go make something that matters in some way to yeah. what's going on. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, what yes. else we got? We got. Uh, what did you say? We, oh God, the Bond movie. But that's November. Is there anything coming out soon? Like yeah, well, VOD?
0: Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four, VOD. Yes. Let me see. it. Mm-hmm. coming out. Well, what, what this we weekend. This weekend, uh-huh. there was a bunch of Netflix coming and stuff coming out. Which I'm thinking <laughs> of like the, the lighter stuff, though. Um, what are you got <laughs> coming up on VOD? I'm trying to think. Or just anything you on. might recommend that's coming out soon that we can um, look forward to. I mean if I said it it was going to be it would be cheesy you would like it. So, Try me I swear let's hear it what do you got No there's a new series on Netflix called Away with Hillary Swank I'm that, you had me at Hillary it Swank on, It comes out on Friday it's uh-huh. a little bit it's a little, like I said it's it's kind of it's a little bit melodramatic but she basically plays a woman leading a team of astronauts on the first mission to Mars and okay. it's going to be a three year mission and she has to leave behind her family. So there's a whole dramatic element to it, but Hillary Swank, she doesn't take that many roles anymore. You don't see her that often and that's her choice. She's really backed off, but I'm two episodes in, there's 10 right. episodes that are going to be available on Friday. I'm two episodes mm-hmm. in. I'm so hooked. I'm
2: so hooked. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be watching it. Oh. You know, the the boys comes out.
0: Yes. Wait, when, when comes out? Come out? I, should tell, I should be telling you
2: this. Yeah, Friday, Amazon Prime. Have you seen um, the you, the documentary, You cannot Kill David Arquette? No. You should watch that. you like it. Do so I I'm need to give see any, it? i you homework. Yeah, I'm going to give you homework. One of the best documentaries. And this is not because he's my friend. I mean, really. I, I don't say this about his other movies. This is one of the best documentaries, I think, of the year. What, Jason?
1: Are you the red light? You go. Yeah, we're red light. Okay,
2: Nikki, will you please, please, please come back? Don't lie.
1: <laughs> anytime.
0: Like, anytime. <laughs> okay
2: okay please one question
0: question before i go do you watch do you watch succession do you you like succession oh yes
2: every episode twice at least at least
0: oh i've seen him 10 times (laughs) I,
2: i said at least nikki i said at least i didn't want to embarrass myself it's the best i don't know how they got me to care about a bunch of rich bastards
0: but you do
2: you love so it. much, so good, so much. I can't wait. When it was a new season, like I, I just, I know they're making one, right?
0: But everything's yeah. on hold. Yeah, who knows when it's gonna come out? I don't know. Succession don't know. across hopefully, the board, yes. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Every single character is brilliant. Jesse Metcalf, the writer. Oh, my gosh. I want to be a peek inside his brain. That What on the ground. hell?
2: Yeah, but he's going to live there all the time. I mean, what goes on up there? I mean, the, the annals of that <laughs> yeah, brainway <true>. are just <laughs> <laughs> un- a lot of work to me. Yes, a lot of work. OK, Jason, you heard Nikki, right? She is coming back.
1: Yes, I heard it. Right. We heard it All right,
2: Nikki is our film correspondent now. I said it here first. (laughs) Nikki's like, no, that's not true. We didn't sign anything.
1: (laughs) Thank Thank you so much, Nikki. Seriously. Thank Thank you so much for having me. This
0: was a lot of fun. I got my homework, too. I'm going to watch those recommendations. Thank you for that. Let us know. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Nikki Novak.
2: Yeah. Ah, I mean, like, literally, she is amazing.
1: Uh, I'm serious, though. I want her as the film card. Can we do that? I kind of want to talk to her about movies more than I want to talk to you about movies. By the way, I do, too. <laughs> I'm with you. I don't on trust that. your I don't trust your opinions, Roger Moore. Um, Listen, Scott I, likes Roger
2: Moore I, I, too, man. Listen, there is no more debonair motherfucker than Roger Moore. Period. And this guy could be. Any, he could I don't know how he identifies, but he could identify as anything and he would still be just as cool in every way. You could make a gay bond with him, a straight there's no bond you can't make with Roger Moore. You could make an eighty year old bond with Roger Moore.
1: I challenge you. I agree. Go ahead. Come at an me. An eighty year old bond? An eighty come old at bond. Me. Come at me. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. All
2: listen, right. I really I listen, I know she is in huge demand, but uh, film car spot. I'm just All saying, like, please, as much as we can. If we, Scott, you hear me? I know you're listening. He's like, no, I went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to get over We are just on a roll.
1: <clears throat> and the guests we found out that are coming up. I oh, mean, yeah, we have some great guests coming up. I, I, I mean, it's really on tomorrow. When I want to announce some of them because I, I'm going to, okay. you know, we're gonna we'll, we'll, we'll tease it a little bit. A um, little bit. We are going to have a great guest tomorrow. Actually, um, the choreographer from uh, Zoe's Infinite Playlist is coming on tomorrow. And then we're Emmy winning, Award winning. Yeah, coming. Award winning. And uh, that's gonna be really, really cool. Her name's Mandy Moore, not to be confused with my favorite singer. My favorite pop singer, Mandy Moore, but is she know, really? same name. Same names, yeah. Mandy Moore is your favorite pop singer? Like like, what's her know, like what's your favorite kind of Mandy Moore song? song? Uh um I would say Call Me Maybe is still the best one. It's a classic. That's that's Carly Ray. Oh, that's who I'm thinking of. Never mind. I, Mandy Moore, no, Cal, That's, why, Carly I, that's why I investigated Thank this. That's you. why I jumped Carly down the Ray rabbit Jepson hole my with you. Mar- Mandy is like, still name great. Name me
2: one Mandy Moore song, dude. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> right, let's move on. Right. Thank you.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. I hear typing. No typing. Uh, no typing. Uh, I still can't find one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh shit! Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> I'm Carly Rae my Moore. favorite. But Mandy Moore is still very nice, and she was really good in that movie, that religious movie. Uh, that's with- the only thing I ever liked her in. Listen, I didn't even like her in Entourage. Uh,
2: they, we wrote that for Katie Holmes. Oh really? Right before she took the um, Tom Cruise, con- um, I mean, married Tom Cruise, <laughs> and uh, it, she uh, she turned it down. She came in to meet, mm. and she turned it down. And then you know the agents start pitching, and then it's like Mandy Moore's like Mandy Moore's great. Eh. Listen, I love the season. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to bag on my own season. But uh, I kind of like Katie Holmes for that at that moment in time. But anyway, you're not going to find a Manny Moore song. Uh, That's the uh, bigger point. That's uh, the bigger point. You're still typing. You can't find one. Let's move on. Do you know what the hell I watched last night? Not having any idea what the heck it was. I'm sitting around and I get and it's like it's like late for me. I'm not, you know, uh, one o'clock. 1230 and i'm like there's nothing on there's nothing like to watch and i don't want to play golf so i just hit hbo max again i'm like maybe something refreshed uh-huh. and i see this thing up there and it's like the only thing i haven't watched on hbo max which okay. is um uh raised by wolves I've never so i don't that. have any idea well i didn't either right so i just but it's really gray and stark looking and i'm like uh-huh. it's futuristic and i go it's sci-fi i'm like okay this looks weirdly interesting So they're like first three episodes now. I'm like, all right. Oh, wait! Don't say it! Don't say it! Right? right. So don't say it. (laughs) And they they uploaded three episodes. So I'm like, oh, I got three episodes. I'm like, all right, this will definitely put me to sleep. You know, by the time you know, this will get me to pause it and roll over. Two and a half episodes in, it took me. The first episode ends, and the ending of the first episode. You're watching this, and it's weirdly compelling, and. It's got your classic androgynous, uh, you know, um, um, uh, uh, not a, you know, Android, you know, like a woman and a man and the woman almost doesn't have breasts. You know, it's like, uh, there's no, it's not, I don't know what, and then the violence at the end of this thing is like hundred million dollars through the roof violence, but sci-fi and it ends. It's like, ah, and you're like, okay, what the hell? And then all of a sudden it goes, directed by Ridley Scott. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh, it's Ridley Scott's new show. <laughs> and this thing, I got to tell you, I don't know, is it getting bad reviews or something? Why is this thing not being promoted? I, what I, the heck?
1: I have he directs
2: the this. first two. His son, Luke Scott, directs the third. I don't think it's getting What about is their reviews? obsession I, I, with
1: I, women who are androgynous I, and I, androids? I, I think that, you know, I think that there's just something. I think, I mean, honestly, I think that if they, they play it better. Um, I don't. <laughs> they do. Uh, um but, uh, but i think sci-fi in general look with devs it was
2: the asian woman who was a very androgynous looking i think yeah. sci-fi like heavy duty sci-fi writers
1: and directors have this thing about this is going to be the future yeah i yeah i mean women are the future i mean if you once well, women, women the realize they don't need us um you, you know like, once they could take two eggs and just push them together and make a baby we're done you just need xx well, chromosomes so they're the figure out a sperm factory and we're done well you don't even need that if there's you know if you have an xx you don't need a y right um, oh right that's it right we're just done know, that's,
2: oh yeah that's so thing, we're right? basically becoming useless we we've been useless
1: we're just an extra we're just an extra step why um, do you think we held on to it so hard <laughs> for so why, long why I always, like, we know
2: we're not good
1: well, get away i actually have thought this for a long time i think the reason that uh that the guys you know men have had to become this like awful toxic and you know raise the powers because when you really get down to it we're not necessary and so the only way we could. Keep control is to, like, force it. Otherwise, well, we weren't necessary from a biological when, standpoint, yeah. before the Industrial Revolution, we were definitely, definitely
2: necessary. Yeah. Once the Industrial Revolution happened and, and the alien crashed, you know, mm-hmm. and the Battle of Los Angeles and all the technology was revealed, we were, we were useless. I mean there's nothing a woman scientist can't do. Nope. <laughs> no. We you know like I we know. just didn't we're, let him. That's
1: what I'm saying, the science, and so, you know. Get away from here, woman. I'm not exactly There's nothing sure for how you here. All that stuff works, but yeah, if you have an X chromosome and an egg and an X chromosome and an egg and you can oh, still on that. And smash those two together. Now you have So
2: a- I watched Ridley Scott's show last night. Why is this thing not
1: being promoted? I think What it is has going been. on? You know, I I I wonder, you know, I wonder if things are getting promoted. It's just that we're not There's where do you promote it though, right? How would you Okay, about that's a great stuff? question, Jace. That's you know, a great question. You know, we, we know about all this stuff because we do this. like it's no, business. you business. Know, and we haven't talked and to we of, love HBO Max about some of this stuff, but some of this stuff I wouldn't know about. But right? I want to, let's get someone, Scott, let's get someone from HBO Max. I
2: want someone from the show on our show, and I want to, what is Scott saying? You should watch class, oh yeah, well, we already watched class action. Scott, I swear, he goes to bed, he doesn't watch our show. We had a <laughs> whole discussion about class action. We're dying. We it, have the director coming on, by the yep. way. Cliff. And we love HBO
1: Max, what I do. Cliff gotten fights. Cliff Cliff is Cliff is not in the movie, but he is represented by all the rest of the people from New Jersey in that movie.
2: I am, the Long Island, New Jersey connection. It's like when Jersey Shore came out. I'm like, oh, I'm from Long Island. Like, Jersey Shore. I'm like, (laughs) no, Long Island, but okay. (laughs) I mean, it's kinda. Okay. Scott. I don't care. I I Ridley Scott. Get us Luke Scott. Get us Alexander, the writer. Uh, Get us someone on that show. Uh, Get us the visual effects person. The visual effects person is tremendous Uh in this show. Um, And, you know, again, it's dealing with, like, it's always the same thing. It's a dystopian future, and they flee Earth, and there's a religious war. So it's against atheists and believers. Mm. You know, so believers are always dangerous. In this case, the atheists
1: are a bit more so. Do you remember that, uh... South Park with the, like the two different types of atheists um, that got in a war because of, Cartman traveled into the future and uh, he was trying to get, he was trying to get the new Xbox, but he he, sl- he, he froze himself. He, got, he turned he into Rogers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I do.
2: He freezes himself in the snow and, and, and butters is like, I don't feel right about leaving you here. Like,
1: Come like um, butters. <laughs> it's always funny. You don't want to ever downplay a plot, but like sometimes you're like that plot's great. I saw, it on a, I saw it on a really shitty car, like in a really funny parody way. On, uh, something- you know what Dane Cook told me? He told me that the uh, Inception storyline
2: is a Donald and Daffy Duck comic book. Oh, okay. Look up. Have you ever heard this? Uh-uh. Look up this, uh, this, this theory. It's a real thing. It's going to blow your mind. Same way Inception did. But this show, this Raised by Wolves, first of all, it's three episodes right now. New episodes every Thursday. And this thing... (laughs) uh, Again, they spent hundreds of millions of dollars on this. And if they didn't, bravo again to HBO Max. Oh, let's talk about representation. Another thing, HBO Max. How often do we say this about especially HBO Max? I mean, across the board, we're seeing it. Netflix, everybody. But HBO Max, again, this show, the lead android, it's mother and father. Mother is a white female. Father is a black male. And... That's it. It's not discussed. There's no race discussed. We are seeing this more and more, and it makes my heart smile. Me too. All right? And they do it here exceptionally. And again, you get this feeling. It's like, for some reason, I get the feeling. What was the movie with Charlize Theron where she's on the ship that no one liked? You know the one, the big ship.
1: The big ship?
2: Yeah. It was like a Noah's Ark.
1: Uh, was, um, was it Noah.
2: No, no, no. That's uh, what's his name? Who did the uh, Jared Aronofsky. Leto? Yeah. Aronofsky, right. Mm, Atomic Blonde is not in a boat. Are you sure you're talking about Chalice? Rid- Ridley
1: did Atomic Blonde? No, no. Ridley didn't do Atomic Blonde.
2: Yeah, I'm uh, talking about Chalice. What was his last movies? His last four or five movies? From, oh, you in mean you know,
1: oh, like the, the, alien, uh, the, yeah. the Alien movie? It was Alien. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. You're going to make me look it up, aren't you? Prometheus was a long
2: time yes, ago. Yes, Prometheus, did, Prometheus. Did thank did Alien you, Prometheus. after that one, yeah. Okay, so, Yeah, but it was Prometheus. I feel like he never, like Alien was one thing, but he went on to do, like, whether it was Blade Runner or so on, but
1: I feel like he somewhere he got locked in this world of Prometheus. Mm-hmm. He did. Rid- Ridley Scott, right? Yeah, he really wanted to explore this thing, and he wanted to connect it to aliens for some reason. If he had just kept yes. them separate, I think he would have had a much more successful time.
2: Yeah, but I feel like this is the... You know, the, the backdraft from Prometheus is what I, I feel. I feel like we're still kind of in that world. There's a Noah's Ark that's carrying all the believers. And that's, you know, and then there's these two androids who have these six fetuses, you know, or 12, I think. And I don't want to, well, we don't care about spoilers, but they, it, they attach umbilicals, they call them, into mm-hmm. just these little, like, connectors. And she feeds the, the little mini baby things, the fetuses. And until they're nine months, it takes him. And she just lays there. And the, the nutrients come out of her body. But they already
1: had the little things in, like, gel. Interesting. I'll have to yeah. check it out. I'm really excited. I didn't realize it had come out. I had known that he was making something. I didn't know what it was called she dropped top of my head. Yeah, just dropped
2: it. Yeah, they just dropped it on our heads. Like, But you came up with a really, really good... I think it's one of the reasons, you know, and HBO Max, and we've said this before, has been very good to us, among others, you know, but... We are a very, you know, we care and we promote the stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. one way to find out about it is our show. You know, but you bring up a really good point. Look, I would still say, why are they not making billboards? Are they saying people are not out anymore to see
1: billboards? I think that's a big part of it. I think it's a big part of it.
2: Well, don't say mean things to Dane, Scott. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Why would you tell him he's too old? Dane's the nicest guy in the world. See, Scott? You know what? Blocked. I love Scott. I really do. But Dane's the sweetest. I mean, that being said, I think you really hit on something, man. You got my head a little spinning because how the hell do
1: we find out about
2: this new stuff? We don't have people like
1: Nikki on. What do we do? You know, you wouldn't know about Ted Lasso unless we saw it and we were really big on the Apple stuff, you know? Um, Right. The the these pieces don't necessarily get put out there, and we're not necessarily you know. And one of the you know this is where broadcast television actually has a role right now is in marketing mm. for these things maybe. And since there isn't that marketing, because you're not going to see uh you know if you're watching Hulu and you have commercials on Hulu, you're not going to see an ad necessarily for and you know HBO Max, because Hulu's not necessarily going to let that ad run. Maybe it does, but. You know, Disney, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're going to focus on Disney Plus ads and stuff like that. You know about Mulan. You know about these things. But you're not necessarily seeing everything you used to see unless you're, you know, still on broadcast television or commercial, you know, more terrestrial stuff.
2: Well, but you bring up something else, which is that, you know, even though Disney owns Hulu, Hulu is still run by a separate division. And that division doesn't want you to leave their portal. Everything is about keeping you your data in their portal. I mean, I know that sounds risque, but... And it really is. You, you, they want you to stick all your data as far up their portal as you can and never leave. Ever. That's the goal. So I don't see a reason for them. But what I liked about what Peacock did on that uh, 30 Rock thing was all the commercials were about the shows.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a yeah.
2: way I don't mind watching commercials. Yeah, 100%. But what do we do? I mean, do we need like a, um, a TV trailer channel?
1: Maybe, I mean, maybe, let's I mean, that's that. another thing, like movies, let's you know, movies, that. that's the other thing movies did a lot of, is you knew what was coming out because of the, you know, the trailers beforehand.
2: Streaming trailer, uh, streaming trailers channel, STC, and all we do is give you all the new stuff, the new trailer drop for Bond today, let's take a look, yeah, let's get someone on that, let's make that show, I love I it. mean, that show, it seems like there's a wide open hole in the market for this, I mean, it's us, we're doing this, that's who we are. Well, it is who we are, and and I feel like you know. But what else is there? It's like if, if we didn't have us, what would we watch? What would we watch? That's right. Who watches the uh, Who watches the Watchers? Right. I, I, really, I mean, I wish they would do another season of Watchmen. Okay, so
1: what do we have? We have the boys, right? Well, that is out. The boys three episodes. coming tomorrow. Um, you know, you could have watched A P Bio last night. I thought it it's out. tonight. It came out at nine o'clock last night. Text I, well, I'm bad. glad I, I didn't just because
2: I got to see, you know, the wolves one when I know you text about it, but I thought you said you going to wake up early and watch it like it Today. wasn't coming out. In, oh, I didn't understand. Yeah, it I, was I, last night.
1: Yeah, It came out at nine o'clock because we're on the West Coast. So it right, but but it's, it. a, it's a pay, right? I have to pay for this. I don't know. I already paid because I was trying to watch the rest of uh, uh, Yeah, I know Jeff, the swimmer show. The swimmer show. Right. So and was so it worth it? Yeah, it's this show—well, not that show. This one is. If, if I no, don't know no, that. I meant the Schwimmer show. Was it worth it or not? No, man, it's all right. No, it's, right. I mean, it didn't... It, you know, again, I think you got—you know—you start getting some really tough competition. You know, if you, the, the show that I competes with in my brain is Ted Lasso, right? It's a a show about an American out of fish out of water around a lot in of in England, rid- in England, and you know, Ted Lasso is just way better um and way better
2: i mean even from the first pilot and i love schwimmer i mean i love Schwimmer. he's one of, uh, he's a brilliant actor I, I think he's kind of a little uh, uh wasted in that show you know because he can do anything david i mean he went to northwestern he's he, he started a theater company there uh called like looking glass or something that still exists this guy was he won a Critics circle award in chicago for for Adapting Upton Sinclair's The Jungle into a play. I mean, this guy is a true artist, right? So I feel like he was kind of wasted in that NSA show. Yeah, I do too. You know, I mean, like, and he's been very careful. He's a director. I mean, he's been very careful about a follow up. So I think, um, you know, I think he was just hesitant sticking his toe in. But I'll tell you what, I did also watch last night that was fantastic. Remember, we had the uh, director on, Laura Ellison, I think her name was, who did Laurel Canyon on Epics? Yep. I watched her, uh, came out on Showtime, her Go-Go's documentary. Yeah, that's right. How'd you did like you it? Did you see it? No, I haven't seen it yet. Yo. I gotta tell you, this thing is, well, first of all, it's an important documentary. Because, you know, you think you know about the Go-Go's or whatever, but what I did not realize is that they were, and still are, the only all-female band that played their own instruments and wrote their own songs. Really? yeah really. I mean, they are pioneers, all of these women, and they're all so different and and the way um I feel like it's Allison Elwood, I think is her name the way Allison uh, the director, and look, she's good at handling these multi-story you know, like six, eight handers. She's very adept at it. And you really get to know, oh, I didn't even know. All I knew was Belinda Carlisle, you know, like you don't know any of the other, like Belinda Carlisle. She's making the least money. Only two girls own the publishing. I mean, this thing is, and by 22 years old, they're the number one album in the world while they're on tour with the police. I mean, this thing is, but, but more importantly, it was, it makes a lot of statements on what we talk about a lot, which is, you know, oh, you're a bunch of women? Fuck off. Really? If it wasn't for this guy, Stuart Copeland's brother, I think, Mike Copeland, Mm who owns IRS Records, which has one of my favorite bands of all time, The Alarm. You know The Alarm? I don't know The Alarm. Yeah, I I just, The Alarm on IRS Records. I mean, and IRS was like this imprint label that he made, you know, to to do cool stuff. And he's the only one with the genius foresight to be like, oh, an all-girl band who plays their own stuff and writes it? Yeah, I'll sign it. And they're punk? And then you know they turned them into pop. The Runaways, and, like no. No, the Runaways doesn't count because they had a Sven Ah. Uh, and I don't think they wrote all their own music. He was I didn't writing.
1: That. Okay, I didn't realize that.
2: Yeah, yeah, that guy, that weird dude.
1: Okay.
2: You know, and um, and again, it doesn't take away from their talent. No, it's, not just, at all. it's just, it's just that you know, it doesn't fall into that category, like the EGOT category. Right. <laughs> you didn't win the Emmy, the Grammy, the Oscar, and the Tony. You need the Tony to have the EGOT. Got.
1: Got it. There's That's all. The one,
2: one missing piece. No pun intended. Got <laughs> it.
1: Not the Bangles either, I guess.
2: Huh? <laughs> well, yeah. Don't confuse the Bangles with the Go-Go's. Oh, I don't. Speaking oh, I to don't. myself. <laughs> <laughs> but there was something, there's something very important about this documentary, and it's not about the music. It's, again, it's about the art, and it's about moving forward a female movement. I mean, in a lot of ways, the Go-Go's were suffragette. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting and important uh, movie to watch, and also just Fun. It was, a, you know, there's nothing like watching, you know, a bunch of kids become rock stars and then fuck it all up. Right. That's yeah, always I mean, good. It's, it's good, always good TV. It's always good time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> good TV. Well, Let me see your so thing there's a lot of good stuff to, this weekend. We got all this. We got the boys. We got, you know, new Ted Lasso. And, new Ted Lasso tonight. Dude, new Ted um, Lasso coming out tonight. tomorrow, right? So there's a lot. Yeah. Of stuff. Um, the and I Tony Hawk see Pro Tenant? Skater uh, is coming what? out this weekend? Wait. Oh, they, that's your thing. You, you're, you're just the video games. Yeah. Yeah, you're just
2: going nuts about that. You can't 100%. wait. 100%. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. When is tenant coming out like not in theaters where we can see Um,
1: it. I'm guessing they still need uh tenant uh, V O D. Uh, could it doesn't say. There isn't a, there isn't a date, yep.
2: They're really making this difficult though. Are we gonna have to drive to V Oh, you can see it in Phoenix.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah, right. But you know where you know where COVID is? is <laughs> I know, um, I know. All over the place. Ozarks yeah. and Phoenix. In Phoenix, right? Like that's just I might go the new Ozarks. You see the the Rock got the the Rock, the Rock got the COVID. His whole family got the COVID. Oh no! Are they okay? They're okay. They've had it for a couple Thank weeks. God. But he was on. He did a big. He did a thing on his Instagram. So, but the whole oh, family. man! Robert Pattinson got it, and now they've shut down Batman again.
2: What the hell is going on? Why don't people just wear masks? Yeah. Just wear masks, man, wear masks. so everybody doesn't get it. Same. You know what? You out there not wearing the mask, you got Robert Pattinson sick. You're the reason we won't have a Batman on time.
1: Oh, and Batman. Think about always, that. Yeah, he's, he's never he's not always there when you call, but he's always on time. You know what I mean? And you're not going to let him be there.
2: Yeah, it's your fault because you decided to go to Ralph's without a freaking mask, you moron. You know, I'm just saying, like, Robert Pattinson, when you go to bed tonight, feel bad for The Rock and Robert Pattinson because it's your specific fault, you, who went to the Ralph's without a mask. And, yeah, Robert Pattinson shops there. Stay safe. Stay sane. Stay strong. Jason Smith?
1: Scott, uh, uh, Scott (laughs) Porch, I was going to say Scott Porch because I was just looking at his tweet. Cliff Dorfman. Scott Porch, I love you too. Cliff Dorfman, I love you. Thank you very much, everybody. Nikki was great, and Nikki have a wonderful Novak. day.
0: A a podcast network.